Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Nothing About You Says Computer Technology, a podcast about cybersecurity and data privacy viewed through the lens of diverse voices. Today we'll be talking about cybersecurity in the news, and we also have some Protect Your Neck news. Next, we'll discuss a not-so-wonderful time of the year. Then finally, we'll be handing out a cybersecurity award. I'm your host, Anthony, a cybersecurity, data privacy, and regulatory attorney based in Oklahoma City. While I am a lawyer, I am not your lawyer, and this podcast should not be considered legal advice. Instead, think of this as a conversation between two friends. But if you need legal advice, please, please, please find a local lawyer that can help you. So let's turn our attention to some new stories. Our first story comes from the Washington Post. This is a follow-up story to a previous episode where we talked about Crypto Mixer Tornado Cash. The company received a second sanction from the Treasury Department. This time, the Department of Treasury sanctioned the company for enabling malicious cyber activities that ultimately supported North Korea's weapons of mass destruction program. These new sanctions come three months after the first set of sanctions for failing to create effective controls to stop it from laundering funds for bad cyber actors. We have another follow-up story. Earlier this year, we discussed Los Angeles County District Attorney's Office bringing criminal charges against Eugene Yu, the CEO of an election technology company that had a contract with L.A. County. Last month, the DA's office brought charges against Mr. Yu, alleging that his company stored data about poll workers on servers located in China, which was a breach of the company's contract with L.A. County. According to the New York Times, the DA's office has dropped the criminal charges because of concerns with the pace of the investigation and issues related to potential bias. What was interesting about this story was that a number of election denial groups have claimed that Mr. Yu's company had provided access to voter data to the Chinese government. The Australian government is considering making it illegal to pay ransoms to cyber criminals. This proposal comes after a breach of the country's largest health insurance provider and a number of other high-profile cyber incidences. Other countries have discussed this approach, including the United States. However, this is certainly a period of change for Australia, as they have formalized a new cyber policing model between the Australian Federal Police and Australia's Signal Directorate. This task force would be responsible for the day-to-day work on investigating malicious actors. And now was probably the best time to have this conversation about what to do with ransomware attacks. Our next story is a troubling one from Reuters. The Center for Disease Control and Prevention, the CDC, an agency responsible for fighting major health threats, was deceived into believing that Pushwoosh was a U.S. company. However, the company is actually Russian. Pushwoosh provides code and data processing support for software developers that enable them to profile online activities of smartphone app users and send out push notifications. The CDC had been using this software for multiple apps. In addition to the CDC, the U.S. Army said it had removed an app containing push-whoosh code in March of this year because of the same concerns. The app was used by soldiers at one of our nation's main combat training bases. There is some concern that U.S. companies that are doing business with push could be in violation of U.S. sanction laws. 
To put in context the potential scope of this issue, push whoosh code has been embedded into almost 8,000 apps in the Google and Apple app stores. The Federal Communication Commission, the FCC, has voted to adopt rules banning U.S. sale and import of some Chinese telecommunications companies' equipment, including Huawei. The ban is for national security reasons. The ban extends to equipment designed for purposes of public safety, security of government facilities, physical security surveillance of critical infrastructure, and other national security purposes. But this rule does not impact consumer or small business sales. These national security concerns are based on reports that Huawei allegedly assisted African governments to spy on encrypted communications of their political rivals. In addition, according to reporting from CNN, in the United States, the FBI reportedly found Huawei equipment on cell towers in rural Midwest locations near U.S. military bases. The FBI determined that the equipment could be used to capture and disrupt restricted communications used by the Defense Department. One interesting trend is that these bans don't stop state and local governments from making their own purchase of these software. And oftentimes, state governments have purchased equipment from companies banned from doing business with the federal government. Our final story today comes from the Wall Street Journal. Facebook's parent company, Meta, fired more than a dozen employees and contractors who allegedly accepted bribes to take over user accounts. The firing comes after a year-long internal investigation by the company. Some of the individuals fired were given access to Facebook's internal mechanism for employees to help users having trouble with their accounts. The tool allows employees to help users they know who have forgotten their password or email or had their accounts taken over by criminal hackers. We also have some Protect Your Neck news. During this segment, we'll be talking about current scams you should be aware of and other vulnerabilities that you need to address. Think of this as Patch Tuesday and a cyber incident report rolled all into one. After the announcement of the Biden administration's student loan forgiveness program, there has been a spike in student loan scam calls. While the FCC has taken steps to stop one of the companies responsible for these calls, we should all be on alert. I think it's important for all of us to know that the federal government will never charge you to find out information about your student loan repayment options. In addition, it does not cost any money to change your payment plans for federal student loans. And you should never provide your social security number or credit card information to a service that calls you claiming that they are part of a student loan forgiveness program. So please, please, please stay safe out there. Or as the Wu-Tang Clan tells us, watch your step, kid, and protect your neck. So now for our main story. Most people consider Thanksgiving to be the start of the Christmas holiday season. But it's also the start of another not-so-wonderful time of the year. Scammer season. Black Friday and Cyber Monday are two of the most shopped days of the year. This year, consumers spent a record 9.12 billion dollars on online shopping. This was up 2.3% from last year. And cyber criminals know this. So here are some tips to keep you safe as you do online shopping this holiday season. First, 
And this probably sounds like a no brainer, but you should not click on suspicious links, whether it's from a text message or in an email. Our cyber criminals will try to get you to click on links. So when you receive a link in a text message or an email, ask yourself, do I know who actually sent this to me? Is this actually from a reputable company? Can I get to this site or this type of information without actually clicking on a link? Second, we all just need to slow down. Cyber criminals rely on urgency. If something seems like an emergency, you're going to want to act quickly and not be as careful. It's not uncommon to receive emails or phone calls from criminals pretending to be stores or banks telling you there are issues with purchases and that you need to confirm your credit card or account information. Not wanting to miss out on a sale or a purchase, you may be more likely to provide this information without asking important follow-up questions. Take a breath and realize that most stores aren't going to use extreme urgency when it comes to confirming a sale that they've already made. Next, if the deal looks too good, then it probably is. Cyber criminals and scammers will try to get you to go to websites you've never heard of because of a great sale or deal. Next, Black Friday and Cyber Monday are only the beginning of scammer season. While Black Friday is the biggest shop day of the year, December has eight of the 10 busiest shopping days of the year. So don't just let your guard down now that we pass Black Friday and Cyber Monday. Finally, you should consider doing some of your shopping locally, especially at small businesses. They could really use your support this time of the year. Our final segment today is our cybersecurity awards. This week, I have one award that I want to hand out, and it's the This Is Why We Can't Have Nice Things Awards. Twitter is now allowing everyone to become verified and purchase a blue check mark. As we mentioned on a previous episode, this can lead to misinformation and potential scams. We are now seeing this actually take place. It started out innocent enough with parody accounts and someone pretending to be LeBron James asking for a trade. But now we are seeing these verified accounts pushing cryptocurrency scams. Thank you so much for joining us today on Nothing About You Says Computer Technology. Please subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. You can also visit the show's website at nothingaboutyou.com. I'm your host, Anthony, and I'll see everyone next week.